Hey there, Tired Mamas. You're listening to the Chasing Sweet Dreams podcast. I'm Erin McCormick, certified pediatric sleep consultant and owner of Chasing Sweet Dreams. Welcome back. Today we are discussing caregivers and your baby's sleep needs. Okay, so is your baby or toddler about to transition to a new daycare or school? Or will your child soon be cared for by a nanny or a relative after being cared for exclusively by you? It can be super scary to face the fact of handling your little one to a new caregiver, especially if you've worked hard to build positive associations with sleep. I'm here to tell you that the good news is that babies and toddlers are very adaptable and incorporating new caregivers into your child's sleep routine isn't as difficult as you might expect. So in order to make this transition as easy as possible for your child, take a proactive stance by working with your caregivers to teach them how you normally do things. Now, you shouldn't worry if your caregiver isn't able to do things exactly the way that you do. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with the tools that you need to help your child get the best quality sleep with the new caregiver. The first thing we want to look at is the sleep environment. Be sure that your caregiver knows how to set the stage for success. You want to keep it cool, dark, quiet, and safe. Be sure that the caregiver is aware of sleep basics and make sure you know where your caregiver plans to have your child nap. This may be intuitive to you, but not at all to a new caregiver or one who has not kept up to date with recent research. Sadly, many tragic accidents have occurred when babies have been placed in unapproved sleep locations and left unsupervised by distracted caregivers. So maybe if they were put in a swing or a car seat. You want to consider checking the AAP and the CPSC website for recalled sleep devices, especially if your child will be cared for by a nanny, a relative, or at an in-home daycare. Okay, next you want to maintain positive sleep associations. You want to provide your caregiver with everything that your child needs for sleep. Their sleep sack, their white noise machine, or their blankie or lovey if the child is older, okay? The less your caregiver has to think about, the smoother their transition will be. A little pro tip here, if your child goes to a daycare center, it's unlikely that the sleep environment will be perfect. However, you can request that your child be placed in a crib away from the active spaces and you can often bring or white noise machine to be placed between your child's crib and the noisy environment. Next, you want to tell your caregiver when to offer their naps. More often than not, caregivers are going to be responsible for putting your child down for naps. Your caregiver will likely have some sort of idea about when the baby should sleep based on their sleepy cues. However, sometimes babies' sleepy cues don't reflect his or her optimal sleep timing. The best way to keep your child sleeping well at night is to ensure that their daytime schedule is consistent with what you know works best. If your child is under six months old or taking more than two naps, then she will go by wake windows to put your baby down for a nap. If your baby is older than six months old or on one or two naps, then you should be able to offer your caregiver a by-the-clock schedule to follow. Now, if your baby can fall asleep independently, this is what I want you to do to set your caregiver up for success. You want to tell your caregiver how your baby normally transitions to sleep, okay? Does your baby always lightly fuss upon transitioning to sleep? You want to let them know that it is normal behavior for your child to fuss a little bit before they go to sleep, okay? Also, you want to tell them what nap time routines you usually offer before sleep. For example, do you usually read a book and sing a lullaby before laying them down, or do you give your 
your baby a pacifier and rub her cheek lightly before you step out of the room. This is helpful for your caregiver to know what comforts you have established to cue your baby for sleep or for nap time, okay? But keep in mind that babies and toddlers can learn that different caregivers do different things. So don't worry or stress too much if your caregiver would like to put your baby down in a slightly different manner. With that being said, it is very important and helpful if your caregiver can continue to put the child down awake in order to minimize the potential for a regression. Now, if your baby is normally nursed, bottle fed, or rocked to sleep, I would like you to consider teaching your baby to fall asleep independently before making the transition to a new caregiver situation, okay? I know this is hard. If your baby is nursed or rocked to sleep for all sleep times, then consider starting a sleep teaching plan to teach your baby how to fall asleep independently at bedtime and through the night first, then work on naps. If you need help with this, then check out my one-on-one -on -one services and I'll be happy to help you. If you don't have time to teach your child new skills before she starts with a new caregiver, then you can work on this skill building when your baby is with you. It may be a little bit more challenging for your caregiver to get your baby to fall asleep for naps in the first week or so, but it should get easier with time. If your caregiver is unable to transfer your child to a crib without waking him or her, then it may be a good idea to ask your caregiver to hold your child for at least one nap a day to avoid major sleep debt. Okay, so although it may seem counterintuitive to recommend that your caregiver hold your child for a nap, it is usually better than having your child end up coming home exhausted and overtired. Okay. Insufficient daytime sleep often leads to disrupted nights, so you should weigh the trade-offs for your situation to decide what to prioritize while you are working to change your child's sleep habits. It shouldn't be necessary for your caregiver to hold your child for sleep once he or she can fall asleep independently. Let's talk about if your child is in a phase of separation anxiety, okay? If your child goes to school or daycare away from home, separation anxiety probably won't be a big issue for naps. However, it might be an issue at drop-off. If your child is cared for at your home while you are also at the home, she may have a stress response if she sees you before nap time. So in order to make this easier for the caregiver and for your child, consider staying out of your child's sight within 30 minutes before your child goes down for nap in order to make the transition easier, okay? You can learn more about the peak phases of separation anxiety and what they mean for sleep in baby babies and toddlers in my blog on sleep regressions. Let's wrap this up. These tips can help you make the transition to a new caregiver or daycare seamless. If you've been trying methods that you've read online that seem to have worsened the transition, you may need to dig a little bit deeper and develop a more complex plan by speaking with me about my one-on-one -on -one services. Thanks for listening to the Baby and Toddler Sleep Podcast with Chasing Sweet Dreams, where I share effective tools, tips, advice, and strategies for getting sleep on track. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a mom and dad who might need some rest. Follow me on Instagram at Chasing Sweet Dreams and check out our website, ChasingSweetDreams.com for blogs, free guides, and more information on how I work one-on-one -on -one with families to reach your sleep goals. Sweet dreams!